Hello, and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World several times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week, I'm answering reader questions about fast passes, food budgets, and more. So let's dive in. Welcome to a tropical hideaway, you lucky people, you. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd think the audience too. Welcome again, everyone, to episode 32. This week, I'm going to answer some recent reader and listener questions that I think will be helpful to lots of folks planning a Disney vacation on a budget. So I get questions daily through a variety of formats, as comments on my blogs, through email, and via Facebook. And if you have a question, you can always email me directly. I'm Leah, L-E-A-H, at thebudgetmouse.com. But an even better idea is to join our free private Facebook group to ask your questions. So there's almost a thousand members already, and that way you'll get the collective insight of the group and not just me. Because I certainly don't know everything about Walt Disney World travel, and you'll get different perspectives, which is a great idea. So I'm thrilled that I get to thank two new patrons who are supporting the show on Patreon. So special thanks to Allison and Jennifer. They and my other patrons get access to special content such as behind the scenes videos, blog posts, and patrons only podcast episodes. I share tricks on these patrons-only episodes that are just a little too good to share publicly. And uh, after I record this, I'm recording a patrons-only episode that has a Disney dining plan hack that I use regularly. So you can find out more at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And uh, support starts at only $2 a month. So I hope to thank more of you on an upcoming episode. So let's get to the reader questions now. And these are all questions that were posted in the Budget Mouse Facebook group. So Amber asked, how do you get cheap flights to Orlando? What a great question, Amber. And I'm sure many people want to know that. So I'm going to give you my method, but I'm also going to refer you to episode four of the podcast, which was all about getting to and from Orlando on the cheap, not just if you're flying, but all of my kind of tricks for keeping transportation costs down. So this is my method. I search for flights on Google Flights, and you can get to that just by Googling Google Flights, and it will take you to the page. What's cool about Google Flights is that it searches all of the engines for all of the airlines, and it has a really useful calendar feature. So I search by each leg of the trip separately. So I'll do, you know, Raleigh-Durham to Orlando, and just one way. And then there is a calendar feature, like I said, if you click on the date on the calendar feature, it drops down um, a visual calendar, and it will highlight all of the cheapest days that you can fly. And you can go ahead many months, and it will highlight the cheapest date. So a lot of times I can plan my trip around my travel days and I can find the absolute cheapest days to fly that way. So I do the same for the return flight. Now the one airline it does not pull is Southwest and I fly Southwest the most. So you do have to go to the Southwest page separately, but they have a low fare calendar that is similar to Google Flights and you'll see that in the search that you can look by the low fare calendar. You can look by um, dollars or also in points. So I often fly on 
points on Southwest and also Delta because I am rich in points for both of those airlines. And that is a great way to find cheap flights is if you're not paying cash for them. And I'll put a link in the show notes to my post on how I regularly fly to Disney World for free on Southwest points. So I often fly on low cost airlines um, to save money, obviously. And um, Allegiant is a low cost airline that flies into Sanford Airport. And that is northeast of of Disney World in downtown Orlando. Now, the issue with that is that a Magical Express does not go to Sanford, and you would have to either rent a car or take Uber to and from Sanford Airport. When I do the math, it always ends up being more expensive to fly Allegiant and having to deal with the ground transportation when I get there. So for that reason, I don't fly Allegiant. I fly Frontier, who is just increasing their routes to and from Orlando regularly. And um, you might hear bad things about Frontier, but I can say I've only had good experiences. And they are uh, running a new promotion where kids fly free certain days of the year if you buy their Discount Den membership. So I did go ahead and buy that because I wanted to see how it worked. It's $60 for the year and it allows kids to fly free with you. Um, And that is a kid for every adult. So You can use your Discount Den membership for up to six people on a flight. So if you and your partner have two kids, then you're only going to pay half price for your tickets. But I will say it's limited dates. It's mostly Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and there are some Saturdays that it applies as well. But you can really get a great price on flights. I mean, this isn't to Orlando, but I am flying to Ohio to see my family in May, and I got um, flights that were both to and from on those kids fly free dates. And so my airfare for both of us to fly to Ohio round trip was $80, and then I paid an extra um, $40 for seat assignment. So $120 round trip for two people is is an incredible deal. So I hope I answered your question, Amber, about how I find cheap flights to Orlando. So I'm moving on to our next question. Nikki writes, this may sound like a stupid question. Absolutely not, Nikki. I have heard people say, use your fast passes early in the day so you can get more. Do you have to pay for additional fast passes? With this being our very first trip, I cannot imagine needing more with everything else there is to do. So Nikki, this is not a dumb question at all, and lots of people ask regularly about, do I have to pay for Fast Passes? So all Fast Passes are free at Walt Disney World, your first three, and any additional that you get. Universal has a front of the pass, sorry, front of the line pass that you do have to pay for, so I think that's where the confusion comes in, because those two get muddled. Um, so the question is, you know, if you get your fast passes early in the day to get more, absolutely. And I don't think most people who go to Disney World know about this, but if you use your first three fast passes, you can check into the app. I'm sorry, go into the app as soon as you check in for your third fast passes. The way it works is if you haven't been before, you'll scan your magic band or your park tickets, media, your card or what have you. Um, to to check in for your fast pass. And then you often have to wait an additional few minutes in a line, a short line. So as soon as you tap your magic band or card, you've checked in for your fast pass and you've essentially used it. You can then get into the My Disney Experience app and search for more fast passes. And you can book them one at a time, but you can book unlimited ones as long as there are fast passes available. So if you listen to my last episode, you'll know at Epcot, the day I was there recently, 
Uh, there were low crowds overall, and there were many fast passes available. So I think we used six or seven fast passes during the day because every time we checked in for one, there were more available for different attractions. We could have ridden the same one over again if we wanted to, but we chose to use it for different attractions. So, and the same process works again after you check in for your fourth fast pass, you can book an additional one. And um, I like your question about using fast passes earlier in the day. So this is something I kind of go back and forth on, and it really depends on how crowded the park is and what park you are at. But um, I do like to use fast passes earlier in the day. I try not to use them in the first hour that the park is open, but I end up usually having all three of my fast passes done by about one in the afternoon. And then I can go in and get more fast passes. I don't like to tie up a fast pass with later in the evening because it prevents me from being able to get more, like you are saying. So that is my general fast pass strategy. Um, you also say you can't imagine needing more with everything else there is to do. Now that I will say, you do want more fast passes because anything you can do to limit your wait time will just improve the quality of your vacation. So I mean, if you can get 10 fast passes during the day, that is wonderful because they are not just offered for attractions. They're offered for character meet and greets and even entertainment such as nighttime entertainment. So get as many fast passes as you can for sure. Next, Vicki writes, we are going to Disney the week after Thanksgiving. We'll be renting a vacation club suite. Good for you, Vicki. That's my favorite way to go. <laughs> How much should I budget for food? We are planning to grab some snacks and simple groceries for the room. We are a family of four with a six and eight year old. Character dining seems like it will be a waste of money for the kids, especially. Advice requested. So Vicki, you're right. I mean, I think in general, character dining is a big waste of money. I haven't really ever said that publicly before, but I do think that. Um, I have written lots of places that I think one character meal per trip is plenty. There are ways to meet the characters in the parks with fast passes, as I just mentioned. Um, and it uh, is just an overwhelming experience, I think. So I'm not a huge fan of character dining. I do like to do one on a trip and make it a really special occasion uh, because it is very expensive and it is just getting more expensive. I looked at the recent price increases to character dining and all dining really, and I was just shocked at how pricey some of those meals are. So you are paying a premium to have that time with the characters and um, the food is hit or miss. I have had really great food at character meals and I've had some kind of disappointing food. So I like your plan to grab some snacks and simple groceries for the room. That is a fantastic way to save money on your food budget. Um, if I'm flying, I always have groceries delivered via Instacart. Um, and I also pack groceries in my checked bags, as I mentioned on the last episode. Um, now, as far as a food budget, the budget really depends on how big of an eater your kids and family are and just how much you want to spend because you can spend very little and eat at Disney World, especially if you're light eaters, or you can just go wild and <laughs> spend a small fortune on food. So when I go, I'm a light eater as is my daughter. We often will split an adult entree or sometimes I'll get two separate kids meals if um, there's a good kids meal that appeals to me. And the kids meals are not just um, chicken nuggets and um, hamburgers. They have some adventurous kids meals at some of the quick service places. So one huge way to save on your food budget is to mostly eat quick service meals. And that is what we usually do. So I think if you're being conservative, you could budget for $10 per person per quick service meal. Now that would be 
um, more if you're going to buy drinks with every meal. So we basically drink water and then mama has a glass of wine whenever, but, um, so that, you know, if you drink soda, that is going to drive your prices up a lot. I think the cost of soda at, at quick service restaurants is close to $4 a person now. So one big way to save on food is to, um, just drink water or you can bring drinks into the park with you. You, you talked about bringing some groceries and stuff. So you can throw a bottle of soda in your bag and bring it in. There's no problem with bringing food or drink except for alcohol into the Disney parks. You can buy it at the Disney parks, even at magic kingdom, some places now, but you can't bring alcohol into the parks. Now, as far as table service dining goes, that is going to vary greatly. There are places where you can get table service meals for $20 an entree. Other places, um, you're looking at $40 to $50, especially if they're buffets or all you care to enjoy meals. So, you know, we mostly eat quick service meals, sharing as much as possible. And then we do a couple of table service meals during our trip, and that will keep your food budget down. Um, another thing I like to do, and it's totally fine to take kids there, is use the lounges at Disney World. So as I've mentioned in other shows, I'm working on a post on the blog about the best lounges of Disney World. What I like about them is they often have smaller portions of some of the food that's available at the restaurant at which the lounge is connected to. And um, it's good for small plates and drinks and sampling uh, the entrees instead of spending you know, $40 on the entree. You can get a small portion of it for 10 to 15 dollars um, you also don't require there's no reservations required at the lounges so you can just walk up and if there's room then you can eat there so i hope that gave you some tips on budgeting for food next rachel asks we are going as a family of four to walt disney world with my parents too so they will have their own reservation and separate hotel room how can we make sure we get fast passes together or do we have to just hope to get the same ones in our apps at the same time is there a way to combine tickets in the app so that we are a party of six for fast passes so yes rachel there's absolutely a way to do this all together and still have your separate reservations and hotel rooms so the way you do it is in my disney experience there's a section called family and friends and in there you can plan together and essentially link your my disney experience accounts so you or one of your parents can invite you to join to and plan together that will link your um, accounts and that way you can make fast passes for the whole group or they can make fast passes for your whole group and you can have all of your fast passes made together so I really like that feature of my Disney experience. Um, and your tickets will be linked to each person's account in my Disney experience. And that is what you use to make fast passes. So this does require creating an account in my Disney experience for every member of the party, even the kids. But you know, the other people you create the accounts for don't have to necessarily do anything with their account. They just have to have an account. So when you link a ticket, you can assign it to that person. I hope that makes sense. Um, so you can plan together. If you invite a person to plan with their email address, they can see all of the plans that you have made. And this is a great way for you guys to plan together and get fast passes together. And my last question comes from David who writes, hi, I love the post you wrote on using Instacart as a way of having groceries delivered to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Thanks, David. I have a question. Would Bell Services deliver the items to my room or will I have to always pick them up? So I get asked this question a lot. It's a good question. Um, the way it works with getting groceries delivered, and I would assume this works the same with all of the grocery delivery services at Disney Resorts, is that if you are 
if there is no alcohol in your order, they will deliver without you being there and they will just leave the groceries with Bell Services. Bell Services will refrigerate any items that you that need to be refrigerated and they'll just leave them there until either you come to pick them up later or if you call from your room and, and tell Bell Services you had some groceries delivered and could they bring them up, then absolutely they will deliver your groceries to your room for you and just be ready to tip, um, you know, I don't know, three to five dollars for having them bring up your groceries, I would say, is reasonable. Um, if you have alcohol in your order, then you do have to be physically present to receive the delivery because you have to show the delivery person your ID and they have to verify your age. So if um, that is the case, then you do have to kind of watch the app for when the delivery person's on the way. The communication has always been really good in my experience, and you do have to be right there to meet them when they um, arrive at your resort. But I love getting groceries delivered <laughs> on Instacart. I don't even remember what I did before this. Um, it is a wonderful feature. I guess I just spent a lot more and bought everything at the food court where it's like three to five times more expensive for all these things that I want to eat uh, at Disney World. So I hope you found this episode helpful and you can always ask me a question through any social media channel. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at the budget mouse. You can find me on Facebook. Please join our Facebook group if you haven't already and get lots of help with anything related to your Disney vacation. Thanks again for listening and have a magical day. Mm -hmm.